Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we've just had round nines in the books, and like we say every week, we go through our highlights. So, Josh, what was your highlight of the weekend past? Oh, look, I think um, the biggest highlight wasn't strictly on the football field. Um, the way the whole football community, and especially the Swans and Hawthorne, uh, had a tribute to Roughhead, who, as everyone in football knows, is going through his second round of cancer scare, and it seems a lot more serious this time. Um, it's, you know, everyone knows someone that's had cancer. I mean, you know, grandparents, my wife's had cancer, one of my best mates had lymphoma, uh, mother-in-law's got lung cancer, and brother-in-law's got testicular cancer at the moment. So everyone knows someone, and just to see uh, both sides, all fans, all uh, people involved in the game, just lend a bit of support to something that can really bring people low is a great uh, highlight of the game for me. Watching the interviews of Jordan Lewis on AFL 360 and even Crawford on the mm. footy show, it's just, yeah. it's just hard. Yeah, well, especially because it is such um, such an insidious disease that makes people so vulnerable. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's just dumb luck. Yeah, like uh, it's either in you or it's not. And once it's in there, you can just put your faith in the doctors. But um, that little bit of support, it might make a lot of practical difference. But to the people around him, it could be what they need to get through the day. So fair play to the AFL community for that. It was brilliant. Brenton, what's your highlight? Well, it's got to be the Tigers getting over to Domain Stadium and <laughs> kicking one into the Fremantle doctor's nuts. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the doctor was there, certainly, wasn't he? Bloody oath. That was just, yeah, it was interesting viewing. And um, pretty interesting that there was, I think there was 40,000 tickets sold to the match and half rocked up. 38,000 was sold? their fans. Yeah. No, no, 38,000 was the gate. Oh, really? Which is amazing. Damn, they must have fucked off pretty early then. Yeah, I was reading uh, just a snippet out of one of the articles saying that there was, I thought it was like 40,000 sold and 26 rocked up or something. I was going to say, well, on those 26, because fuck that, That's that. astounding. To get yeah. to get more than 10 at that is a, a, amazing, um, considering the weather. And I think the weather wasn't as bad as it was forecast, believe it or not. Really? Um, and obviously, Frio being winless this yeah. year. Yeah. Like, that is just phenomenal to have that many people turn up. Yeah. And I mean, it probably does have a lot more to do with the the Tigers being shit too, and they possibly could have got a win up there. So, <laughs> you wouldn't turn up. No, fuck no. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see us get across there and get a win. Um, well, it all started on Friday night with Hawthorne against the Swans. And like you said, with the thing about Ruffy, it was just flat. Um, yeah. Like, the game was flat, the commentary was flat. It just. One goal kicked in the first, what, 30 minutes? About that, like that, yeah. As well. 61,000 turned up, though. 
Damn. Yeah, it was the biggest uh, crowd of the round. Well, Friday night usually gets the biggest crowd anyway. And big expectations of this game as well. I mean, you expect it to be a blockbuster match. But like you said, it's just you can't ignore the fact that Ruffy's sort of a dedication to Ruffy. And it's pretty hard to put that to the back of your mind and get excited about the game of football. Yeah. So, I mean, look, just looking at the football side of it, it was very much the Swans of old. Um, and they went into their lockdown mode. Yeah. Um, yep. They finally showed that tagging Sammy Mitchell does reap you some benefits because he had nine touches in the first quarter. Yeah. And then I think he had six for the rest of the entire game. Um, and Tommy Mitchell was running off him um, at stages. I mean, he wasn't damaging with the ball, Tommy yep. Mitchell, but that wasn't his job either. Yeah, exactly. He, he picked so- up a couple. I mean, you know. Yeah, he picked like up a couple, said, but they weren't damaging. Not a lot of influence, but... Not his, not uh, his role. No, running with um, Mitchell. The old, why don't they put a cut on him? Uh, <laughs> fuck, it, it seems to work. Funny that. Um, it also helps when you've got a, a list full of stars that you can afford to put someone on. Oh, uh, yeah. Mitchell and still have Parker and those who are running through the midfield. Hannibal and Kennedy yeah. and every other It does help. Um, and the other one was obviously Nick Smith playing on um, Cyril Rioli. Because Rioli's had a great year to date. Um, yeah. And uh, he missed last week too with family illness. Um, so he's obviously got a bit of uh, hard luck there. And I think Daniel Rioli went home mm. this this week as well, didn't he? Yeah, he went over to Perth, but didn't play. He had family issues, so I'm guessing yeah. maybe something similar. Or... I, I think it might be something similar. Um, no other details about it, and I haven't gone searching for the details either because I really don't feel like I want to know. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, yeah, well, it's not going to be anything that relates no, to it's not going to be good news. And, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's not going to make you happy. It's going to anyway. It's like, oh yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. Lost a fucking leg. Who Daz's 49th birthday. Yeah. Um, so, it was hard for the game to get going. Um, yeah. It took a while, didn't it? But at the end of the day, the Swans did what they had to do. They played their way. Um, I thought that uh, Frawley and even Caden Brand did a really good job on Franklin. But at the end of the day, yeah. he's still able to line up from 70 yeah, and well, put that, him through. That was, that was disgusting. amazing. That was disgusting kicks. And as soon as he got it, there was no doubt what was going to happen. Yeah. Like yeah, everybody knew. Yeah, because even there were a couple where he wasn't actually going for goal. He was setting up, and I can't remember who was, running into the open goal. And he kicks it just perfectly to, yeah. for the person to run onto and then put an afterburners kick easy goal. But I love the commentary when he was kicking goals from think, the centre think, square or something. Yeah, I think the one you're thinking of was uh, Gary Rowan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was too. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jordan Lewis was never in a chance of catching him. Yeah, and Rowan's just coming back from hamstring injuries or something like that. I had a few. Yeah, had yeah a few, so it's so his first time back. It's good to see him be able to put on the afterburners and not have too much troubles, I think. yeah. Um, Heath Grundy and Dane Rampey, I think, across the half-back line for Sydney, won mm. them the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though, like, in the middle is where they uh, got a lot of the ball usage. Um, there was a, a lot of the times where the, the same problem for Hawthorne all year has been no marking target up forward. Yeah. Um, these guys took more marks off Hawthorne kicks than anybody at Hawthorne did. Yep. Um, they were just uh, rock solid, you know, which obviously means they're getting in the right position. Um, the fact that they're standing on nobody is irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's their job to stop the ball, and that's what they did. And um, yeah. Teddy Richards got another knock to the head, just got rid of the headgear and gets cleaned up, hit his head against the turf, so it's not too good for old mate. Yeah, I think they've got to rest him. Well, <laughs> there is 100% he's not playing this week. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised. Look, if... The Swans were in Fremantle's, Fremantle's position. He'd retire today. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but they've got one last go round in the finals. Yeah. Uh, when I say last go round, it'll be last go round for Teddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's thinking of other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's still a contributor as well. So. Well, he's, yeah, he played 
his uh, best game of his career just about. Was it against Essendon where he's taking screamers and kicking yeah, goals? Yeah, yeah, he did too. It's only yeah. a month ago. Yeah. Um, is that the old club? Yes, Almost, yeah. yes indeed. Yeah. It was. You forget that. Yeah. Look at you and your research. I know. I do, I, a few things stuck in his brain, but yeah. He was one of them. <clears throat> his ugly mug, that's what it was. And Tippett, he's continuing a bit of reasonable form. No, very good form, very good form. Uh, I thought the ruck work and work around the ground of Tippett and Sinclair was uh, really one spot where they got well on top of Hawthorne. Mm. Yeah. Um, it helps that the dumb mistakes that Tippett usually makes, yep. Jonathan Segler was making up for, <laughs> including a hand pass to Langford who wasn't looking. And even if he was looking, if he caught it, he was in the middle of three Swans players. <laughs> the water boy effect. I, I had no clue what he thought there, but you know that... It's not like it was uh, at a crucial point of the game or anything. And it <laughs> went down the other end and Franklin kicks a goal. But yeah. Yeah, never mind. Uh, it's one of those mistakes where I'm sure the review would be interesting walking yep. in. <laughs> Have a seat here, son. Let's watch this shit again. Watch the same fuck-ups every week, hey? Never that. Isn't that so fun? rewind. <laughs> right there. There. And this is, this is the very moment where the coach suddenly decided he was going to assassinate you. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, but no, look, it was a good win. For uh, for the Swans, they'd yeah. be very happy with it, and they go uh, back home for a top of the table clash next week. Um, and look, it's going to be uh, a massive test for North, but yeah. also it'll be good to see how Sydney do up there um, with a pretty close to full strength side, except for Richards, he'll be out. Yeah, yeah. Um, on to one of the I'm going to say one of the biggest upsets of the year. Uh, oh, shit, yes. Did not see this coming at all with Collingwood. Uh, outgunning yeah. Geelong. That first quarter was crazy. A- amazing. Um, and how good did Cox look? Yeah, like, He looked yeah. like a proper footballer. Yeah. Mason Cox, absolutely. He, uh, and a run too. With the, yeah. the running bounce yeah. and, and kicking the, the goal, the sealer. I didn't realise he's the tallest bloke in the AFL. Is he really? Is he taller than Sanderlands? Yeah, he yeah. shades him by apparently 0. 0.4 of a centimetre. Is it uh, amazing? Is, is it Collingwood? Seven foot five. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this is, this is Collingwood reporting that. Collingwood seven footer we've ever <laughs> yeah. had. Yeah. For, for our younger Legit. listeners, Collingwood six footer used to be a, a term for five foot ten people because that's how Collingwood would always list their players, put a couple of extra inches on them. Yeah. But this reminds me of WWE because back in the day, everyone was seven foot or seven foot yeah. two. Yeah. Um, 350 pounds. So I still remember the seven foot two Kevin Nash staring in the eyes of the six foot ten. Uh, Sid Vicious or Psycho Sid or whatever that was four inches in height yet they're the same size with the imaginative haircut Matty Prittis haircut Um, because it's interesting because Sanderlands is always listed as 7 and I've only heard uh, Mason Cox listed as uh, 6'11 but he's had a best on ground performance in in Twitter over the week as well I think he started off with uh, the first one was Collingwood announced they've got a netball side uh, you know, they're entering the new netball competition next mm, year with yep. the team. And uh, he said, I've, I don't know what this netball is, but I've got a feeling I'll be good at it. <laughs> I'm like, probably would be, son. And then the other one was uh, the Oz Kickers. And he yep. said, that awkward moment when you're teaching Oz Kickers how to play and they've been playing longer than you. <laughs> like, this lad's going to go places. Like, I know he's just learning the game, but he needs more microphone time. Yeah, he needs yeah. more air time everywhere. He's already learned our sense of humor, so... <laughs> He yeah. seems like the sort of bloke that could he could be an ambassador for the game even after he's done and he's gone back to play basketball for somewhere, I don't know. Hey, you never know. He might uh, shack up and stay out here. Do a Jim Steins, you reckon? Um, might have been last a bit longer than him, but yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, you know, you never know if Depends. he makes a go of it because he's not going to get cut this year. Yeah. Shit, no, not the way Cloak's going. He kicked four on the weekend, but it was pretty ordinary four, to be honest. And I mean, if Trump gets elected, you could try and claim political asylum. <laughs> so fuck that. I ain't going back to that racist. He's really successfully, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but. Then you're probably chucking Chris Asylum. Two, two weeks ago, we wouldn't have picked this from Collingwood. Not from. Uh, no. Not for any I, money. Jeez, even. 72 hours ago, I wouldn't have picked it. Just out of the gates, though, was just relentless. And uh, you know that they're hitting a bit of uh, formal luck when Jesse White starts doing some good shit. I say, not just kicking a few goals, but doing stuff around the ground. Yeah. Like doing making smart like decisions. clean disposals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is in the midfield is where they've absolutely dominated mm. it. Because yeah. you've got uh, Scott Penelbury doing the thinking, and then you've got Trelaw and Adams um, and Sidebottoms having... Sidebottoms hit some rare form. Probably his best season to date. Yeah. Um, they're just carving them up. Penelbury looked a lot more, not fit, but in form. Or is he coming over injuries or something like that? He's had a few or something. But he looked a lot more fluid, a lot more free to be able to do. You can see like he, he knows how to approach the game. He has a good eye on the game and read for the ball. He was actually able to do more athletic things than probably the last couple I of weeks. I think he's looked stagnated all year, like he is carrying something. And I yeah. firmly believe he's not 100%. I think it's just the players around him now are actually performing. Yeah. So it, his shortcomings, um, and it's only comparing uh, his shortcomings versus his best, yeah. are now masked because you've got Trelaw who's carving it up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah when, that's true. When Pendlebury can afford to take the first option because yeah. the option's there, yeah. uh, everyone looks better. Yeah, and it's interesting to see that, I mean, they won it around the stoppage, not stoppages, but the inside work was what got them first use of yep. the ball. Um, they, had, they had 153 contested possessions to 138, and um, still your, your uh, clearances were 31 to 32, but your hit outs, 38 to 21, and you're still getting first use of the ball was pretty decent. Exactly, yeah, and especially those two stats with Geelong, who are such a tall side and such a big side. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. To say, like, we're not going to get bullied around. Yeah. Uh, but most of it was, you know, Geelong were chasing them all day. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of those things footy can throw up. You match up player on player, and with very few exceptions, you'd have to say that Geelong have got the uh, the wood. But yet, they were smashed. And that's it. And even after the first quarter, you're like, all right, so Geelong get off to a slow start. Let's see how they can claw it back and, and get on top. And then Collingwood just kept on putting in that second and third effort, so never took their foot off the gas. And look like Geelong were like, shit, we're actually not going to get this one back. It, it affected their goal kicking. Although their goal mm. kicking has been shocking a few times this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they missed some very gettable shots. But when uh, Mason Cox ran in for that goal with, I think it was about six minutes left on the clock. Yeah, um, yeah. You knew that they weren't going to be stopped then. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't look scared. No. I've seen before when uh, Geelong get a couple of goals on the run, other teams try and shut it down and look worried, whereas uh, Collingwood just thought, well, I'll just pick another one. Well, it, yeah. even with that last goal, we saw Trelaw, he took the gamble on. He kept playing yeah. on and tapping it over and uh, running through the middle. Um, he took the risky option, kicking to a ruckman, even though he yep. was all by himself. But, mm. you know, the, that was the best option, so he took it. I want to dislike Trelaw, but uh, he's a quality player. Yeah. Uh, he's a good lad. Aish yeah. um, didn't get a run, so I, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Uh, he's playing in the twos. He's been down for a couple of weeks, I think. It looks like he'll struggle to get back in then. I think he will. I mean, you've finally seen a bit of hint of what Collingwood fans have been talking about. With yep. They've got a good squad. It's just a matter of getting the young players on the field and staying fit. And now you're sort of starting to see where they can have that handover from Pendles and Swan yep. onto their next generation of players. So they flogged Brisbane last week and nobody cared. Yeah. Um, and I still say rightly so. Yeah. Mm. People care now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I've, there is no more talk about 
Buckley's uh, issues or yeah. uh, job. Oh, there will be. Having said that, it was never in doubt anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he's got the full support of the board, and it's the only time you'll ever hear that, and it actually means something. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now they're talking about, you know what? They could sneak into sneak into the eight. And if you're knocking off Geelong, I can't see an argument against it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll extend Buckley until 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and when you look at who are the regular contributors for Geelong, they all got clamped down a lot. The, the Selwoods and... I mean, Dangerous Jordan only got 21, which is still not bad, but for him, he's been cleaning that's, it that's up. terrible for him. Yeah, and I think, I mean, with that attention on those players being clamped down, Mitch Dunkel was the one that kind of stood up for Geelong and did some good good work again. So, yeah, it's good to see they've got a bit of depth there, but you'd hope that they'd be able to uh, hold uh, Collingwood back from scoring, was it 40-odd points in the yeah. first quarter or something, 50-odd? Well, it was nearly 10 goals in the first quarter. Yeah, um, 7-5. Five, five, yeah. Last week, Cam Guthrie played his best game. This week, he had five kicks. Yep. Like, that's phenomenal. And yeah. that's somebody putting in effort. Um, you know, that's not by accident that he's just found himself out of the game. Yeah. Yep. That's more than one player being aware of what he needs to, uh, what he wants to do and trying to, yeah. you know, combat it and stop yeah. it before it even gets started. And I thought the same with Blitzar as well. It was a good team defense against the, their midfielders and allowing them... A lot uh, of, or a lot of third sure, man's up. Yeah, making sure they're always under pressure. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the best we've seen from Collingwood this year, for sure. Yeah, and hitting the, hitting the straps at the right time, too. This is when you want to start putting your run together, I think. Absolutely. That's why the Tigers are 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the next game, Suns versus Crows. Only surprise was that the Suns kicked 11 goals. Yep. I, I didn't know if they'd kick three. Yep. And Crows could have won by more. Um, and Eddie Betts dropped the mark oh. of the century. Yeah. He, he had help. He got uh, a bit of a push in the butt. Don't care. That was yeah, brilliant. Up, he was up there. Um, it's not bad when a dropped mark makes the top 10 plays of the week. Yep. Because like, first he gets up that high and you're hopeful. And then as he's on the way down, you think, oh, fuck, he's going to die. I, I think that even if the margin was one point and that was in the last minute, you'd still, if, if a Gold Coast Suns supporter would go, oh, I wish he grabbed it. Yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> that is an unbelievable mark if he holds it. Because especially if you're there watching, you're like, God damn it, I could have told everyone from the like, exactly. now and forwards I was there. Ten years later, you'd be saying, I was there when yep. he took that mark. Yeah. I mean, I, I still know people that say, I was there when Moorcroft, right in front of me it was. Right yep. in front of yeah, me. I know someone that does that too. Um, yeah. But look, was there much else about this game? Well, I mean, they... They talked up Tex Walker getting into form, but it's pretty hard to play badly against a team like... Um, with no back hats. Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. I think uh, the most interesting thing was the picture-in-picture picture on Rocket Aid. Um, poor bastard, he's going to give himself a coronary. Like, uh, yeah. I know the Scott brothers have had uh, the wood on the coach overreacting, but he he's well in ahead now. Well, apparently he is just real fucking nasty when it comes to his, his spraying too. I have heard he that. He gets into it. I've heard uh, he's... Uh, Rather enthusiastic in the dressing down of players. Our, our friends on the Footy Lulls podcast uh, had an interview with Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. Yep. And he talked about his uh, short time at um, Sydney. Yep. Um, and he said that, yeah, he, his favourite word is cunt. And he, and he <laughs> likes using it to quite excess. But, uh, yeah, so if you have a listen to that episode, it's very, very funny. And very See, interesting. I think that cheapens the word. I think you have to choose when to drop a C-bomb. See, we were always told it's a con- conjunction of you can, but you won't. No, that's can't. Ah, oh, yeah. right, right. I can, no, but I'm not yeah. willing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Shakespearean from Hamlet. Footy's changed a long time since I was playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, this game happened and it was always going to be a big win to the Crows and yeah. it was. Tech's got five. He's, he's done all right. Yeah, I, I don't think he's been as bad on form as what some would, uh, some would say. Well, you look at his scoring involvements, and they've been pretty fucking good. Exactly. I, he's in the top five, I think, for scoring involvements, just offhand. Yeah, it, it'll be close to that. 
Um, and there'd be a few others where, uh, you know, the ball's coming long to Adelaide's forward line and three people have gone to Tex. Yeah. And so Eddie Betts has got a crumb or Charlie Cameron's yep. got a crumb or Tom Lynch even. And while that's... Mitch McGovern did some good shit yeah. too. And while that's happening, Jenkins is drifting across and Tex is the one there saying, oi, you, fuck off over that way. <laughs> and then he's open for the mark. Yeah, exactly, yep. He's drawn a, a lot of attention away. Um, on to Port Adelaide and... Their bout with the Eagles. Um, very interesting with, uh, is it Tom Jonas? Um, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Jonas is his surname. Yeah. We're just trying to think of his first name. Yeah, it is Tom. Tom. Um, obviously, he got referred direct to the tribunal um, yeah. from the MRP. Um, I've got to say, I there was only one person in the entire football community I saw try and defend his actions. Really? And that was Graham Corns. Oh, yeah, yeah, well... Um, I did not see one Port supporter even try and rationalise it. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, well, he's fucked up there, hasn't he? Yeah, what yep. can you do? Well, look, the, and it, he said it himself too. He said, look, I fucked up. I'll I'll take whatever comes my way. Yeah, to me, it seems a lot like the um, the Dean Solomon incident on Cameron Ling a few years back. It's just that split second, you raise an elbow, and next you know... You've done the, it and you've gone... He's yeah. fucking out. And you know, there's no taking it back. Yeah. Um, from memory, I think Sol got about six or seven for that one. He got eight. Eight, eight. there you go. Um, this maybe wasn't quite as bad, but it was definitely worse than, uh, I think it was May's hit. Yeah, well, yeah. May's was a bump that went r- stupid. Yep. Yeah, oh, you this can't just wasn't say went a bump. Wrong. This, this was, was f- elbow to the back of the head. So I'd say anything less than six, six even maybe even seven. Look, if he got six, you go, yeah, okay. Like, you could have got worse than that. Yep. Yeah, I'd say seven down to six would be what I'd expect. But I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't run at the MRP if they gave him a couple more. Um, the other one was Robbie Gray. This is a very interesting one because uh, he got booked for a trip, right? Um, and it was a trip where I can't remember who the player was, but um, was it Mark Lacroix? It was Lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Because um, he's uh, Lacroix's gone around him and he's thrown the leg out and caught him in the thigh, right? Um, and it, it looked like the umpire wasn't going to call it until Lacroix started stumbling and fell over. Right. Uh, he just couldn't keep his balance. And then he went, right, that's a free kick and you're being reported. Yep. Which is fair enough. It's one of those things where you don't mean it. It's just a reaction to somebody yeah. going sideways. I mean, Dustin Fletcher got done, I think, three times in his career for it. Yeah. And yep. uh, even Jared Ruffhead got done once for it. But the MRP has come back and said insufficient force. Right. Um, if you go for a trip and you trip him, yeah. Is that insufficient? Yeah, I don't know. And you think a trip isn't necessarily, I mean, it's not a forceful act. You just put something in the way of what they're, wherever they're going so that they fall over. Yeah. And you don't require force for a trip. You require an obstacle. Over. So let's, let's ponder. Why was it judged insufficient force? Could it be that he already has two fines on his record Does and the really... third would have mean he got a game? No, he's already <laughs> pulling guard. Because <laughs> <laughs> it purely is back to the five rule. They've you know changed yeah. uh, the the rules so that if you get three fines it counts as a game. Yeah, and that's where Fife last year they went oh fuck he's, yeah. he's going to lose um, the Brownlow on this yeah, like, bad what? fucking luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's what it should be. It should Corey be McKern doesn't have a Brownlow because no. of bullshit like that. Chris Grant. Yeah. Same. Yep. Um. So clearly they've uh, applied that rule because it is an act that you look at it and go look you don't deserve a game for it. Yeah. Yep. But the fact is this is round nine. You've yep. missed a couple of games, yeah. and this is your third time already. Yeah, son, you got to change something. I mean, you deserve not, a game. You're not playing for my team, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But yeah, and Robbie Gray coming back. Uh, I thought he played really well this game, but a couple of mental lapses like that, sort of, maybe it's just a bit of ring rust, as they say, or whatever. Yeah, but um, He's looked frustrated, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's a very good word, actually. Exactly. Frustrated. So these sort of things happen when you're, when you're frustrated. And playing a quality outfit like the Eagles, where they were in for a sniff as well, I thought that Port put on a really good hard contest against the Eagles, and it wasn't as one way as... Well, we looked at times, no. but um, not as consistent as what you would hope for in Port, but still an improvement, I think. It was an improvement, but you've got to say, they, the tide turned when Gaff got knocked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, it sounds weird, but I'm glad that Port didn't win. Yeah. Because if they did, there would have been even greater focus on that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, Jonas right. had a crack at uh, Danger when they had the Geelong game. It didn't work fucking then either. Yeah, yep. that wasn't yep. smart. That's he was true. the bloke that jumped into his back, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah After that's the right. siren. And he said he couldn't hear the siren despite every other player yeah, stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and despite jumping fair into his back. Yeah. So he didn't tackle him. He didn't. If he took a uh, screamer, it yeah. might have meant something. But the thing is, there was, like, Vickery. there was the marking contest and then there was Dangerfield. Yes. So you were never going to get the mark over Dangerfield. Yeah, well, um, you'll, uh, you'll have plenty of time to think about it. This um, is true. But like I said, all you can do after the event is own up to your mistakes. And he did. Yep. He said, look, I fucked up. I'll take what's coming. Yeah. Um, and it was good that uh, Gaff was okay because it didn't look okay. Yeah, yeah. When he um, uh, first went down. What do you think about Elliot Yo after he's coming back from, was it injury or dropped? No, was it was it definitely injury. Injury, yeah. I thought he's been a bit um, lackluster um, for he, most of the season, I he's thought. He's been on my supercoach team and I had to trade him. He was shit. Yeah, yeah. See, I was going to trade him one time, but then uh, Adams got injured, so I was like, God damn it. Yeah, let's do it, Adams. I mean, Prittis and Gaff have been uh, pulling the bulk of the weight for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, so... And Shuey too. Um, so he hasn't needed to be uh, like as good as he was last year and they yep. still get over the line occasionally. But yeah, he's certainly a player that you'd take last year's uh, results over this year for him, mm. if that makes sense. Yep. Um, in the ruck, Nick Nat was uh, killing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I still don't think he'll get in the AFL's team of the week. In the, or Certainly not on the field anyway. He might be on the bench, but uh, not on the field. Yeah. Um, look, it was... Good that Eagles got a win away from home for them. Um, but they'll still need to beat somebody bigger. Yeah. And they probably have to be at the MCG. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on to the next one. we got North versus Carlton. Um, I could have gone to this game for free and it was still too much. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. See, I was looking at it. I was never convinced this was going to be a close contest. No. Nobody With, in the right Without mode. Cruiser and Casbolt, it was never going to be close. No, it was yeah. never going to be close. Um, the, the fact that uh, they kicked six goals is really testament to the spirit that Carlton's shown this year. Well, they tried hard for the first quarter, I thought, trying to make it a contest. And um, North Melbourne, they just played, I thought, safe for that first first quarter, just make sure they were doing everything right, and then they opened up and really put the foot down. Well, I yeah. think there was even a point in halfway through the second quarter, or it could have even been the third, where Goldstein's had like three kicks. Yeah. Mm. And they're saying, well, he's actually one of the best players on the ground. He just hasn't had the ball. And you're like, yeah, he didn't need to either. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then he smashed three goals in about as many minutes. Yeah, nice little snap around the corner. But um, yeah, it's funny you say you wouldn't turn up because there was the third highest uh, attended match on the weekend at yeah. uh, near 40. Yeah. So pe- plenty of people did. Yeah, I'm not. It wasn't me. Yeah. So I wasn't one of them. There's no way this is going to be uh, uh, close to a contest. No. Um, I mean, I do like seeing Carl get beat up, but <laughs> yeah, he's doing a Saturday night. It's... Um, Oh, I mean, Goldstein dominated uh, pretty much the whole way. But uh, Gorringe, he, he had a nice goal. 
He did his little karate kid flying through the air goal. That was brilliant. I'd like to know how high his foot was off the ground when he kicked that. Oh, at least Collingwood's seven foot. It would have been close to like because how tall is he? He's probably six foot five. He jumped and it was he probably kicked it at at neck level for Mm. him. So it's probably a good six five six six. It's not a bad effort to get your boot that big, you know, for a ruckman too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Not a bad effort. You'll get goal of the week hopefully. Well, he probably it, it was uh, just fraction of it was actually called a point. And, it was. Uh, they went to the goal review. The one time the review, I think everyone was like, "Oh yeah, that's fair." Yeah, exactly. Uh, even the North was like, "Come on, he's he's done all right. Let him go. <laughs> Let him have it." And in the end, it was a goal, so that that works out even better. I'm trying to think if that was the one, or there was another goal review over the weekend where the players looked at the review and uh, as it's given, he's given it the old fist pump. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he was pretty happy with he it. He knows it's covered. Yeah, I think there was actually either that one or one similar. Um, Could have been one similar. It's, it's hard to remember now. It might have been Armfield even. No, it wasn't Armfield. He didn't kick a goal. Um, yeah, I remember it was the Blues player and he's just giving it the fist pump and just sort of realised, oh, we're still getting fucking smashed. I was going to say, when you've only kicked six goals and one of them's in goal of the week, yeah, yeah. it's something. Something to take home. <laughs> but uh, look, they showed a bit of effort. Um, I thought Weedering was good again. Yeah, um, yeah very he, much. His first game back after three or four weeks out. Yep. So he's still trying to get his uh, uh, NAB Rising Star. Uh, award for the year. I mean, he's, I think he's already got a nomination, so he's in the running. Yeah, so, um, everything's going to be the usual suspects from the preseason who are going to be fighting for that NAB Cup. Seems yep. to, oh, not NAB Cup, the bloody, what do they call it? Australian? Or, no, no, the rookie. NAB rookie Rising oh, Star. NAB Rising Star, that's one, yeah. And I think he'll be up there for sure. See you what, though, um, Tarrant, he was back to his best back there too. Yeah, he's done very well. Um, um, playing on every bastard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he managed to keep all their big men pretty quiet um, for the ones they could put on the field. Anyway. I going to say he brought them beers, you know, <laughs> got them pies. <laughs> but, um, and also, Farron Ray, uh, not bad for a rookie. This, this kid yeah. might go somewhere. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. Old Farron gave him shit pre-season, thinking, who's, you know, what's he going to do at North? But he's actually popped his head up and done some good things. So yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't more comments of Ray Farron um, yeah. during the game, but uh, they let him go. He's kicked his first goal um, for him, so that's not, that's not too bad. Yeah. He's got a goal at three clubs now, I think. I did like how when they sing the song, they normally get the rookie in the middle and spray him and whatnot. They just sort of done a half-hearted thing. It was like, oh, mate, you've, you've played more than half the people <laughs> yeah. in this fucking thing. <laughs> Come back here. Uh, it's good to see that uh, he's actually bringing down their average age. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, Boomer Harvey had another nice running goal. He was running into, oh, I can't remember what the player was. Gives him a bit of a handball behind the back, grabs the ball, Pumps it long from 55, straight through. Love life. He was never going to fucking pass. No. No. Why, why would you? Only was over the top to himself. <laughs> would if he could. Um, on to the other Saturday night game, which is Richmond versus Fremantle, which is actually fascinating to watch because of the weather. Yeah. Like, I, I found that really interesting um, with a strong breeze. And we've had a few games this year with really strong breezes. Yeah, I found it interesting up until I think it was the second quarter when Tigers have put on a bit of a rush and we've kicked a point and Frio have kicked it out twice, just out of bounds on the full, yeah. trying to get down the lines because the wind will just take it. And then the next two times, and this is like out of bounds on the full, we had a shot for goal, point. Out of bounds on the full, another <laughs> shot for goal, point. point. Next time it comes back, they try to get more inboard, straight to one of our players. Kick yeah. it, point. Next time I kick it in, straight to one of our players. And I'm like, fuck this. So I had that on the background while I was doing other shit around the, the lounge room because I just couldn't watch it. I'm used to um, 
watch, watch Richmond play shit football, but in bad weather, you know, you'd hope that there'd be a point where we're well, used playing shit, so this should be our bread and butter. But it was just impossible with a breeze that strong and yeah. that much rain. Well, I think it was in towards the end of the second quarter. It could have even been in the fourth where it looked like they finally figured it out. Yeah. Um, and they said, right, you know, from the uh, the bottom of the screen, from that yeah. pocket, you can't kick goals. Yeah. Don't bother. Yeah. From the top of the screen, that pocket, go for your life. Yeah. They're yeah. going to float through. And that's why, like, Edwards kicked one from 65. Yeah. Sort of miles, I think. Just put one up into the, I think they call it the jet stream. Yeah. That's what the commentators are calling <laughs> put it. Put one into the doctor and, yeah, just floats just on through. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Miles kicked one from, like, dead in front from about 60. Yeah. And you're seeing, he literally just put it right up as high as he could yeah. and just got taken all the way through. So it looked like he could have kicked it further if he wanted to. Yeah. 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 He had a bit of a moment too, didn't he? Uh, he was KO'd. Yeah, I was... Zach I was, Dawson got him. Yeah, yeah, it was too, yeah. And got That's off. Right. Yeah, yep. Uh, I think it's one of those ones where in slow-mo in the replay, you can see, okay, it's he hasn't got him in the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. He got him high, but not in the head. Yeah. But live... Across the chest and... Yeah. Live, it looked bad. It did. Yeah. Well, that's Zach Dawson for you. Yep. <laughs> but uh, he gets gets away with one. Yeah. yeah. And also, the other controversy was the uh, deliberate penalty, oh, yeah. uh, the rushed uh, yeah. point. Why? Why is it a controversy? Well, because apparently the umpires had a press release or whatever, and they were talking about that's the next thing they're going to clamp down on next year. Yeah. And so there's been a little uh, memo come out and saying that um, they're going to trial it for this, not trial it for this weekend, but you can expect to see some. Uh, more harsher stances on the rush point. I don't care what weekend. If you have the deliberate rush behind rule and you soccer it from 20 metres out, <laughs> yeah. like every day, yep. that is, deli- there is no other, I-, I can't see why it was a controversy. Well, I mean, if you go into the boundary line, it would have been called anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. I mean, it's usually it's, are you under pressure and have no other option? Yeah, yeah. All right, he may have been under pressure, 20 metres out, he has lots of other options. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I can't even believe it was a controversy. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the rule in general, because I think you're already getting penalised a point. Exactly. Yeah. A point. There's lots of games that are decided by a point. There's been yeah. grand finals decided by a point. Hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, they've decided, what was it, Hawthorne 2012 or 13? I think Joel Bowden put, okay. it, on yeah. the, put it on the cards, and yep. then the 2008 grand final, where That's there was it. five or six uh, rush behinds. Yeah. Um, it's so deliberate, you know, handballs over the shoulders. Yeah. Um, where they went, right, we'll stop it. Kicks from 50. Was and that look, uh, Lake? No. No. Way well before Who he was. Who was it? All of them. Guerra was probably the w- the biggest offender, but it was the whole team. Um, yeah. But it has made goal lines um, more exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I didn't like yeah. the rule either. But when you soccer it from 20 metres out, yeah, there's no controversy yeah. there. That's... Yep. That's pretty cut and dry, isn't it? It's got nothing to do with what the umpire said during the week or what they're going to do next year. And there was another deliberate in one of the other games. I can't remember which game. Where, uh, Melbourne, I think it was. Was it? Where he, he ran around. Uh, yeah, it might have been the Brisbane. It might have been yeah, Hanley or someone. Brisbane player doing it definitely Jones. Hanley. Because they said, even though you're an Irishman. Um, right. He ran one way, ran back the other, and ran through the goal lines. Like, well, what? you've given the umpire no choice there. Well, yeah. In fairness, he's getting chased by Nathan Jones. He's a scary motherfucker. Yeah, uh, but... So there was two this weekend where I don't think we've had any others for all week. And both of them, to me, were the most obvious decisions to make. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought the other thing in this game was the return of Trent Cochin actually doing some good in and under work. Um, was the workhorse which allowed our outside players to be outside players like Martin. 
Uh, yep. So it was good work for him coming back and just slotting into better form than what he was uh, well, previously. Yeah, well, he's had disposals up in the mid to high 30s before, but they were mostly handballs. But yeah. this one, he's got 18 kicks to go with his 21 handballs. Yeah, plus they were effective too, more, more effective yeah, than what player. he used to. Yeah. And it was in the wet. Yeah. He's had 39 yeah. touches in the wet. Yeah. Um, but you say outside players being outside, uh, Dustin Martin had, uh, what, four don't argues yeah. that were not really don't argues. They were, we're having this fucking argument and I'm winning it. Cut. It was almost like he'd find someone in the opposition, then run at them with his arm outstretched. I can remember playing school <laughs> footy once uh, with one lad uh, who would run up to one of the nerds, handball it to them so that he could tackle them. <laughs> he wasn't a nice guy, but yeah. um, that was his uh, fun for the day. Yeah, fair but enough. yeah, it looked like Dustin Martin, that'd be something he'd do. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just padding his stats. Exactly. Um, I'll tell you what, too. Uh, Sean Hampson and uh, Griffin. Yeah. Um, Griffith, sorry. Yeah. Um, not a bad little ruck duo. Uh, even no, in the, they're doing well. Even in the first couple of rounds. I remember saying it like, Hampson's getting his hands to the ball first very frequently. Yeah. The taps just aren't going in the right direction yet. Yeah. Now that's starting to come on. It, it, maybe it's just more... It's not him learning, it's him yeah. and his midfielders getting mm. used to each yeah. other. Yeah, probably a stable midfield now as well, where we're not swapping and trying to stick everyone in there and try and figure out what team we've actually got. Yeah, a little bit of that too. Griffiths has had a good few games. He had, he a, has, well, yeah. had a game of his life against um, Sydney. Sydney. Sydney yeah. Kick five, yeah. Yeah, yep. had a, even nice running goals, which is unusual for a big bloke. Some beautiful goals, yeah. But, um, yeah. Fitness is a big thing for them as well, is trying to keep them both fit on the park at the same time. Whereas that's where Marich filled in his role uh, while these two are going through injuries and trying to recuperate. Marich is one that come through and was the workhorse. And now it'd be good to see Marich be able to take a part-time role because it looked like it's had a huge impact on his body. Forgotten about Marich. Yeah. If he's if he's fit, does he come back? Because the way these guys are going, no. I just don't know. No. Yeah, well, the only thing is you could think of is if you want to rotate Hampson and uh, Griffiths out of the forward line or off the bench... You'd rotate Vickery first. I'm going to say, that's it. Yeah. You take Vickery yeah. out and you move Ben Griffiths to full forward. Yeah, that's true. That's where the danger is because at the moment, you, you have no good reason to get rid of Hampson or Griffiths. Yeah, no. and I mean, I mean, the good reason not to get rid of Marriage is that he'll punch in the face. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brave man who gives him that news. Um, Hide the chopsticks. The inevitable... It was very weird, the tanking talk around Fremantle already. Um, and obviously, you know, Frio are going against it and they've said you know injuries have obviously cruel them and isn't it fucking yeah. insulting though when someone's saying you're tanking and you're like I'm really not yeah. just shit well it's funny because they asked him about it before the game and he pretty much admitted they were well he like, said they were planning for years ahead well he said you know if we've got two players you know I'll go the younger one does it mean that on merits he's got it probably not but I thought well mate that's that is tanking yeah, <laughs> like, yeah is he the best player that's going to be in a fit and he well. says probably not but I can understand it. Like, yeah. It makes perfect sense what he's saying. He's written yeah. off the season after nine rounds. Yeah, yeah. Strictly, um, you're right. It probably is uh, not giving your team the best chance of winning that particular weekend. But uh, like you say, he's written off this this year and he's looking towards winning more games next year. See, that's why it's funny with uh, guys like Buckley and Lyon that yep. they know where they are. Like yeah. that, Their job security is there, no matter what Robert Eddy says. <laughs> yeah. um, they're safe. They don't give a shit. Whereas you've got uh, Hardwick, uh, on the other hand, um, he's got to fight for everything he can because there's no guarantee <laughs> yeah. he'll be there next year, contract or not. Um, but I just thought it was very interesting in the pregame. Um, and also in the pregame interview, uh, Lingy asked Ross Lyon about Harley Benell's calf. 
Right. And Ross went into a tirade about, I'm sick of this innuendo coming out of you know Melbourne, especially, you know, he's a young lad, he's blah, 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 blah. Went on for about six minutes, and you can see Cameron Ling's just sitting there going, yep, this is good. Yeah, but, okay, about his body, like his calf, <laughs> the actual injury I asked about, what about that? <laughs> yeah, he's not playing this year. <laughs> I thought, I didn't know there was any innuendo around him. No, know, I mean, either. After that, I went, all right, I'm going to go find out what's going on. It must be in Perth. <laughs> well, he, he specifically said, coming out of Melbourne. Yeah. So, just, I was funny, because, you know, I consume a lot of AFL media, and I hadn't heard anything. Yeah. None so, of the newspapers, though, so... Maybe, maybe Jack Viney's been sledging him or something. It could be. Maybe it's just, they're getting asked about it, um, and it's not getting printed, but they're just asking yeah. questions yeah. of uh, of Fremantle, so... Yeah. That could be it. I don't know. Yeah. But I thought it was a very weird interview. But yeah. again, it just shows how comfortable he is in his position. Yeah. Well, free the Herald Sun this week. <laughs> I won't buy it. I just wait to post behind the paywall shit on Reddit. Or <laughs> get the Chrome app. Yeah. Um, so on to Melbourne versus Brisbane. Uh, I watched some of this game, and Brisbane, look, the only way they could hit a target was if they were aiming for their own foot. Yeah. See, they look, were shooting themselves in the foot so often. I tried to watch this game because I like the way that Melbourne were playing and like to see the progress of their young squad. Having it's exciting to watch. Looking. Yeah, yeah. Big body. Um and it's Jeez. exciting to watch this Melbourne team sort of progress yeah. as an outsider. So I was trying to watch it, but you're like, all right, yep, they've progressed and Brisbane are the same and there's not a whole lot left in this contest. Uh, there were some times where a Brisbane player actually broke free and he looked yeah. up and there'd be one person to well, six demons. You're like, well, what am I supposed yeah. to do? And yeah. it was Daniel Rich doing a lot of the hard work there. Mm. He actually played one of his better games of the season. Maybe his best if I had to watch all Brisbane games, but <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I flicked over to watch the other game um, at about half time, I think. Well, yeah, I think everyone did as soon as the kickoff came for GWS and and, and, and um, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs yeah, Bulldogs, yeah. But yeah, I actually watched. Uh, I think it started at the pre-quarter time. I switched over at the half just to catch the pre-game because it was more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And the pre-game sucked, yeah, and it was a spotless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was well anyway. But um, yeah, I thought Melbourne did exactly what they had to do. Um, yeah. Their midfield is looking bloody good. Yeah, uh, Nathan Jones has set himself up as a, a proper general there. And he's looking after his young lads quite well. I mean, if you've got young lads in, especially yeah. even though they're big bodied for their age, Petrarca's not uh, he's not gonna run motherfuckers over. But uh you know if you run him oh, over, yeah. Nathan Jones is gonna line you up yeah. as soon as possible, which is what they need. Yeah. Um if you've got skilled, slightly built players, or even unslightly built, you need yeah. someone who's willing to protect them. Yeah, and they've got a mixture of protection and sort of that raw talent in the midfield as well. Because you've mm. still got Viney and running through there. Um, oh, it's not to put down Joe's talent. He's a phenomenal midfielder in his own right. Yeah. Just not someone to be fucked with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you've got Ben Kennedy, who are the young guys coming through that midfield who've done a really excellent job. Probably benefit a lot from having Jones and those people as mentors around that club. Um, Jeff Garlett played a, another sort of lackluster game, I thought, for him. I thought he could have done a lot better. But, you know. He you know, a couple of goals. I mean, that's what he's there for. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I suppose against Brisbane, you'd like to see him sort of do... Dominate more? Yeah, dominate a bit more. It's a scrappy game. Yeah. Well, the I thought. big one for me was Max Gorm getting his colours lowered. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He probably... Yeah, he didn't dominate. There's definitely definitely that. Um, I don't know, did Martin beat him on the day? Uh, it was... They probably drew fairly level, but Gorn had very little impact around the ground. Yeah. Um, in terms of tap-outs, I think Gorn had it slightly. Um, looking at it, he had 29 through to... Trent West's 20 and Stephen Martin's 19. But uh, he just didn't seem to have an impact around the ground. Well, so he's only taken one mark for the that's, entire that's day. That's the big one for me. That's, uh, that's a quiet day. I'd yeah. expect a... Well, 
Look, it's his one bad game out of nine rounds. Yeah, he's, and it's he's not, done all right. Not a terrible game. They still won. So, look, you, you take that to the bank, and he'll probably come back next week and just tear it up. But, uh, yeah, him being quiet, I, I couldn't figure out why, to be honest. He didn't seem to be taken out of the game. He just didn't seem to be able to get into it. Maybe he got bored, like yeah. most people Maybe. watching it. Maybe he was just getting half-tanked. And what do we do with Brisbane? I don't see the way out of their slump. Well, I mean, they've got a thin list. Um, beyond their best 22, but when half of them are injured anyway. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, they're, they're stuck. They went bad at the worst time possible. Yeah. Well, their list isn't that bad. Like, it's not great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But they've got nothing beyond their best 22. Yeah. And look in the top end draft picks because Free have decided that, fuck <laughs> this, <laughs> we're taking number one. And so, yeah, it's almost like, well, kind of what happened to Richmond where you finish ninth all the time, you don't get the draft picks, and you don't have enough talent to trade in what you need to. Well, and, and they lost a whole bunch. They lost a gen, uh, one or two drafts in a row, like for the go home factor. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Some of them has yeah. been okay. Yeah, they got pillaged, didn't they? Um, they just it's they're struggling to keep people up there. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's a long road back for them. I, I like the other teams like Frio. You know what they're going to do next year? They're going to be better. Yeah. Um, Essendon are going to be better next year. Yeah. And Saints are continually improving. Like I just don't see how Brisbane get better next year. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Trade. Like, they have to be super aggressive in getting quality players. Like, whatever it takes. Get, um, ask uh, Waller. Like, he'd be one of the players they'd be, they would be targeting. And you'll have no chance. Well, yeah. you've got to ask the but question. you've got to ask the question. They've yeah, got to ask like, some of those questions. You, they have to be asking at least 50 players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what's it going to take to get you up here? Yeah. Uh, look, you might only get five of those players. But as long as they're five... Decent quality players, you're better off than you are now. Yeah, I mean the starting midfield is fantastic. It's mm. you know, yeah. elite standard, but beyond that, I mean they haven't got a forward target. Um, Daniel Merritt's great down back, but you know, he can lone hand, and he can be uh, prone to some brain fades. Yeah, um, like all good backmen, like all good yeah. backmen. <laughs> but they've got a, a couple of uh, top draft picks now in Shaki and Matheson. Although Matheson was meant to be going in the top twenty, and I think he fell to forty odd. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, already got himself a reputation for ducking as well. So yeah, you know, he'll end up at Geelong eventually. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a long way back for Brisbane. I think that they're looking at a top five draft pick this year and probably next year. Yep. I think um, the thing is though, Lepic wants to get better so damn bad. He has uh, to, and he's got a lot of things to deal so. with. But it's it's clearly not his fault. I mean, no, it's, not at all. You can make every excuse for it. At the end of the day, wins on the board count, but yeah. it's. I don't know how anybody else could turn um, turn him around. It's just it's going to take years. Oh, you could pop Lee Matthews back in there. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Um, on to what was uh, purported to be game of the round, and it wasn't too bad. But uh, GWS uh, comfortable in the end over the Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, efficient. Re- really shame that uh, Boyd and Redpath uh, did themselves in at the MRP last weekend. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. made this a better match. Yeah. Uh, the highlight's got to be Heath Shaw, though. Amazing. My God. 36 kicks, all of them uh, to a target. He had two handballs, one of them fucked up. Yeah. Um, just the reigning best and fairest at the GW, uh, GWS, and he's having a he, career best year now. He's won it already. Yeah. And, and he's 102. Yep. Engrave his name on the All-Australian, because he's in yeah. that. Yeah. He's um, the first player picked. Yeah. I have no doubt at all. You could argue any other position, any other player, but he's in. Having said that, how many votes is he going to get? 
Not many. Brownlow wise. You might get a couple of ones. If yeah. a backman ever has a chance of winning the Brownlow, yeah. it's got to be him this year. Yeah. And I'm not picking him. No. He's, no. Uh, no yeah. chance. I, I can't see him making top 10. <laughs> but he's the best backman's chance that and, we've ever seen. This is what yeah. I thought was that Shaw did like incredible work down back, but I thought the most impressive work was how they locked it into their forward line um, yeah. repeatedly. And that's usually one of the Bulldogs' strengths was, was breaking um, presses and doing that to your opposition teams, not having that done against them. So I thought it was really impressive the way that they um, bullied the Bulldogs yeah, around the midfield. There was a period in the second quarter where they kicked five goals in six minutes where it was just run and gun stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it, there was the one in particular where Scully, you know, on the run, dodges it, dodges through yeah. and kicks a goal. Yeah. People have talked about how scary they're going to be in a couple of years. They're it's scary, scary now. Yeah. I mean, just look at Shield and Canilio. Well, not just that. Yeah. It's just every time a player has bad form or goes down, some yeah. other player pops up, like uh, Jake Hopper, his yeah. second game, yeah. and he smashed it. Like, he's got uh, 18 touches, six marks, which yeah. for a first ga- uh, first or second gamer, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pathetic. That's half he got last week. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> better in his first, his first week. Even Scully got cleaned up, still had a, a blinder. And Zach Williams has had a standout year as well. Mate, so their depth they're is just crazy. There's a serious premiership good. chance this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Um, because right now, they're going to play a home final this year. I don't think um, they'll play a home yep. final. From memory, their fourth favourite for the Premiership at the moment, uh, ahead of West Coast and North, and behind Sydney, Geelong, and um, Hawks. At uh, Sydney, Geelong, and Hawks, yeah. And you'd like to hope that um, GWS could get a really strong home ground advantage playing out at Spotless and having to make the other team stay out in Western Sydney. Uh, you could really <laughs> fuck with them uh, overnight in the hotels and shit. I wonder if they'll force them uh, to play at the SCG. Nah. I, I don't think they will, but... Um, Make those fuckers stay at Quakers Hill. Well, they will if they get the crowd there, which they only got about 9,000 of this one, so it won't be happening this season, I, I think. Hopefully they don't move them to ANZ Stadium. Hopefully yeah. they've just given up on that totally. Yeah. But, uh, unless they're playing Collingwood. Um, they think, should be able to fill that ground, and they'll get the, their first full house ever, I yeah. think. And at, I think if you have that final out in Western Sydney, like you've got to make that a Western Sydney team. You don't want to have, like, that's where we're based out of, we're going to play our games in the city. You know what I mean? It's just not all out of home, yeah. it's not going to work. Uh, You've got to make that Western area your own little niche market. You're never going to be big in rugby there, and that's okay. Yeah, you might burn a couple of seats or something, but, you know. So yeah. Funny you say that, because there was uh, a game of NRL on at the same time um, just across the road. Yep. And there was 1,000 or 2,000 more people at the GWS game. Really? Now, you've got to remember, though, there is more than one NRL game yeah. in town. Yeah. But still, you go, all right, they're doing something. Yeah. Um, does that mean that they should quit or, or playing any home games in Canberra? I think they should. I think they should, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. They're yep. called the Greater Western Sydney Giants that play yeah. in Canberra. It's not to mean that there shouldn't be games in Canberra, but they're trying to establish themselves yeah. in the Western Sydney. And strike while the iron's hot. While well, you're yeah. going good, well, that's where you get your supporter bases, you get your kids in who are going to be their fans for life. Let's be honest, Canberra isn't getting a team. No. Uh, no. They just can't support one. Uh, they can barely support an NRL team. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they'll, they'll get ACT the AKT hookers. <laughs> I mean, you know, you could argue that that'll come in when the Tasmanian team comes in, but uh, the truth is it ain't going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think there should be games there, like you said, but it'll be, you know, Western Bulldogs playing a home game there or North or... Somebody selling a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that if you, you've got one of the toughest markets to crack um, in Australia and you're giving away three opportunities a year yeah. um, to, to, to reach them. Yeah. And especially where this is the prime time to get your fans in the local area and then worry about your Canberra fans. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Giants uh, did what they needed to do. They're going to win a lot more games this year. I reckon, what are they, lost two so far? 
think so. um, against Sydney and the shock loss against Melbourne. They're not going to lose many games for the rest of the year. Well, they're not going to come into many games not as the favourite. Yeah. Or at worst, they're going to be like a $2 outsider. There'll be no game. They'll go in thinking, we're massive underdogs here. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, obviously with a healthy percentage as well. Yeah. Um, St Kilda and Essendon. Um, it was good to see Essendon showed some fight again. Yeah. Um, but they are going to struggle to win again yeah. this season. I mean, I think they've got to play Brisbane yet. So, yeah. Um, or again. So that, that's nice for them. Right. Also, I thought Saints weren't as clean as they usually are. It seemed like they had their sort of regular quarter off yeah. for, for the game and then turn it on and uh, start hitting targets and being really clean and crisp and the usual people stop again. Um, Jack Stevens picked up 40 posies, which is um, pretty Not decent. Bad effort. Nice yeah. and even, 20 kicks, 20 yeah. handballs. And when him, him or Armitage pick up 40 in a game, it's very rare that they lose, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, uh, the Saints did enough after they got absolutely pumped last week. Yeah. But it does make you worried for Essendon when a team decides, you know what, we need percentage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it could even happen this week with yeah. uh, with the Tigers, but uh, it, it, they're showing heart. Um, yeah. I, I do feel like next year when they get all their players back um, and, you know, guys like uh, Waller, who's had a year in, yeah, um, they are going to be a good team next year. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is great to see them still going, though. I mean, it's like... It's like a bloke who's shagging a chick and he's already gone, but he's trying to get, get her one too. And he's just keeping on firing on even though it's gone soft. Yeah, and it's uh, to no avail. <laughs> and he knows, he knows he'd get nothing out of this. Um, James Kelly has uh, had 30 touches and he'd be he'd doing well in their uh, best and fairest voting this year as well, which is yeah. great for somebody that was too old. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody thinks he's going to go on next year either. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he's, he's done very well. Um Matty D. Matty D, yep. I was about to say Matty D. If there's any one of the top-up players that's going to get another run at Essendon or a different club, it's going to be him. Yeah. Really shown that he's uh, still got what it takes. He'll enjoy Brisbane. Yeah, to stand that game. And I mean, another outcast for Tiger as well, so it's good to see him um, standing up and doing some good work down at Essendon. Hopefully that gives him another uh, lifeline for next season and hopefully not with Essendon because they're still (laughs) going to be shit. He might come back to you. Yeah. We wouldn't be smart enough to take him. Um, Where's Joey Danaher been this year? Yeah, you, you, I know that Essendon is struggling, but yeah, you, he's, you, what is he four years in now? I mean, he's seven foot tall and the son of a champion, and had all this beat up about you. You hope you have a bit more of a uh, a bark as opposed to a whimper. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't seem like he's uh, coordinated anymore. Um, whatever they had him on, apparently he needed it. I, I think there was like maybe it was the game against the Demons where he had a blinder. Um, and he looked like he was taking yeah. anything on any grab that came towards yep. him, but he's been down for a few weeks now. I mean, yeah. you're a team that's going to struggle, and when you're sitting down forward, yeah, you know, you're not doing much ruck work. Yeah, um, it's going to get cold down there. But then again, if you're just an out and out full forward line, then you're going to be screwed in the Essendon team anyway. They yeah, need yeah, more just an out and out forward, so you got to stand him up the ground and see what he can do elsewhere besides just sticking him in the goal square. And uh, did you see the mighty flailing Aurelio Fantasia? That was a fantastic vision of no. uh, him being held out of the melee by his jumper. Really? He's just so desperate to get in there. He was. <laughs> like, little Spike the dog, let him at him, let him at him. Let him go. It's a fantastic gif uh, to have a look at. Oh, I was laughing at that. Um, but look, uh, I think that uh, Essendon will be happy that they showed some effort during the game, but they're never going to get close. Yeah. Um, and I can't see them getting close to many teams this year. No, like we said, I not until they put the queue in the rack. 
now that uh, you've got teams like Carlton coming up uh, doing quite well. Gold Coast are struggling and so is Brisbane, but like I still think they're going to handle Essendon quite handily. They could catch a team at the right time, and that's the only way. Like If they caught Carlton this week, you go, yeah, all right, yeah. you're half a chance. But uh, or, or even Brisbane, you know, with uh, half their players out injured yeah. in Gold Coast, but it's going to be that year for, for Essendon. Um, their only hope is that they can uh, play shit enough to lose to Frio so that they can get a draft pick instead of yeah. <laughs> uh, in front of Frio. Yeah. Um, but that was uh, that was round nine. So we look at uh, round ten next. Uh, we've got the Sydney Swans hosting North Melbourne and the first real big test for North um, away from Melbourne as well. Well, it's the third first real big test, but um, it's going to be interesting to see. Sydney is one of the big premiership contenders. Um, yeah. North uh, hasn't really been spoken about much in that way because the teams they've played have either been coming off injury or you know early in the season or whatever but uh, it's going to be interesting especially up there um you know maybe goldstein can help give north's mids the first touch because if he doesn't north will get smashed be very interesting that match up with yeah. uh, Tippett and um uh sinclair uh, against goldstein because i think it's the first time he's really come up against two big players yep. he should be able to dominate over both of them, but around the ground, especially, he's yeah. much more mobile than both of them. Yep. Yeah, but he's got to do it all day, and he likes yeah. playing all day. Um, yeah. But they've also uh, they both Tippett and Sinclair like to go forward, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting if uh, he goes and follows them all day, or they let somebody else down back pick them up because North has one of the shortest back lines there is. But they play well together, though they gel very well their back line, mm-hmm. which I think has been their strength because it allows yeah. their the um, midfielders not to have to drop back as much. Well, the other option is you have someone like uh, Petrie or Brown just stick to the other player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which they've... Uh, Petrie and Brown have both pitch hit in the ruck to give Goldstein a bit of a break. Petrie's got very good skills around the ground too. He doesn't yeah. need to kick uh, four goals every week to mm. contribute. So I'd pr- if you had to pick one of those to drift down back, I'd pick Petrie because he'd, he'd make good decisions under pressure as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, Tarrant versus uh, Franklin is going to be an absolute blockbuster. Yeah. You tune this in could, to watch that. This could be one of the ones where both guys win. Yeah, like, uh, like Rance. Yeah. yeah. Buddy could kick five, but uh, he only had five good minutes for the match. Yep. Um, but yeah, North, uh, injuries are starting to hurt now with uh, Higgins out. Uh, Kane Turner won't be back for, until round 17 yeah. at least because he... he uh, well, got fucking slaughtered. And I say, when you're 19, out of the team on injury, not the time to go, and struggling to get your place in the best 22 anyway, not the time to go out and get pissed. Yeah. No, especially when you're P-plates and you blow 0.133. That's a big night. Um, I mean, the report says it was in the morning, but you don't know whether that's 3am or whether he's yeah. gone to sleep, woke up and still like <laughs> No, it could be Tuesday morning. You're fucked. <laughs> um, and look, four weeks is probably the minimum you'd expect, but uh, he actually loses his license. It's cancelled. He has to retake his L's. Really? Yep. <laughs> is that why P players are so shit these days? Because they got them, if they make one mistake, they get the last license cancelled and have to go back to their L's. Uh, it's no, it's not one mistake. It's one massive fucking mistake. <laughs> okay. It's a big like, one. If he had a blown point oh two, maybe no, he could have got his license back. just not stopped and gone, just so I can make, make this, then maybe he'd be better off. Yeah, but he's not as good a player as Benny Cousins to get away <laughs> yeah, with that. No. That's true. But, See, that's um, the difference. You can do these things when you're a good player. Yeah. But yeah, the other good players out. You got Higgins, Wells is coming back, so don't know if he's quite right or not. Um, North are starting to get eaten away by injuries as well, and yeah, you got two. 
Yeah. Well, no, we got, uh, <laughs> I mean, they got Teddy Richards with the concussion. Jacobs is out as well. Jacobs, uh, yeah. Jacobs is yeah. done for the year, isn't yeah. he? Is uh, up until about round 19, they reckon. Uh, okay, so most yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, come back Because he, he was doing some really good shutdown roles. He would have been fine. great to put on Kennedy for yeah. this match. Uh, that's one too. they're going to miss a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, not only does he shut down, he gets a few handy touches himself. Yeah. Um, and a big presence around the ball lately. Uh, yeah. Putting mm. his body on the line, which obviously has got him fucking injured. Well, no, it's just a, apparently it's just a crack in the foot. And oh, really? He probably could have... Like the plantar... What do they call it? Plantar fasciitis. Plantar fascia or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Apparently he could have kept going with injections, but then he would have been completely fucked to finals. No, yeah. you've got nine wins on the board. You only need yep. another three, and you're guaranteed yeah. a spot Which, in the finals. Yeah. You'd have to, it's a hard run for North from here on, but you pencil him for at least three wins for the rest of the season. Yes, yes, yeah. yes I, th- I think Absolutely. that's okay. Um, unlike Fremantle, I don't think they'll get three wins for the rest of the no. season. No, I, think I, don't, I don't think they want three wins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, they don't. Uh, Lions hosting Hawthorne up at the Gabba. Yeah, this won't be close. I think... This will be the first time Hawthorne's played at the Gabba since 2008. So there's probably a lot of players like Rioli or um, Birchall. I haven't looked this up yet. No, yeah. I meant to. They've probably never played at the Gabba. 200 games, Birchall. Damn. Probably never played there. Yeah. yeah, As long as the grass is green and they're kicking a share and lines are fucked. And look, I, th- I don't think it'll be an absolute slaughter. I think it'll be not close, but it'll be comfortable and the Hawks will want it that way. They won't put in too much effort. Not going to flog the guts out of a team that's got too many injuries and too many outs just to get the win against well, Brisbane. Brisbane pushed Sydney there two or three weeks ago and yeah. only lost you know, down the stretch. That's true. It was pretty wet though, wasn't it? It was Pissing wet. down rain, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the weather forecast is, but uh, Hawthorne, yeah. like I said, were very flat last week, so I think that this might be the time where they go, you know what, we need to show something and we need percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm actually going to go out on a limb and predict a big one from right. the Hawks. Yeah, I reckon so too. I've got Hawks in a little one. Melbourne versus Port in Alice Springs. Melbourne Jesus. always play really well in Alice Springs, um, but they've I don't think they've got over the line against Port. Oh, it's an Indigenous round, isn't it? Yeah, it Lost. is Indigenous round. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So this is interesting to me because Melbourne, while you know decent, weren't particularly impressive last week, but. Uh, Port are in the same boat, and Port is kind of playing for their season in the balance. Yep. Uh, Melbourne, they're not expecting immediate success this season, but they'll uh, be expecting finals. They'll want finals this year. Yeah. That'll be a win. Um, uh, finals would be a win for them. Absolutely, um, and it's something they should be going for. Oh yeah, and yeah. They if they beat Port here, that's the one that they should win. Yes, if they're going to make finals, it's yep. not. Um, it shouldn't be an upset. It should be. This is one we can. Uh, get a comfortable win, yeah. um, put it uh, put it to bed early in the fourth, and yep. uh, and cruise in. Well, they're coming in favourites, uh, slightly. Slightly. Like I said, they always play well up at Alice Springs. I don't know why, but uh, a few times they've nearly upset Port up there. So this time, if they win, and I'm predicting they will win, um, it won't be an upset. Yeah, I think they'll handle them handily. Uh, I've tipped Port, hoping they'll come good previously, but uh, they won't this week. And because yeah, you've no. already given up on tipping? Yep, no, I pretty much have. <laughs> um, St Kilda hosting Fremantle. Uh, this is the game where a good Fremantle usually drops for no good reason, so they'll probably win. Yeah, yeah it could be actually. Yeah, I think no, no, it's the Saints win. Saints win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just can't see them playing well at all. Saints play very well against Ross Lyons Fremantle. <laughs> <laughs> I and don't think they'll let them. Uh, they won't spare them the sword this time. No, especially not Eddie had. Um, Dreamtime at the G Essendon v Richmond it could be and it's looking like uh, little Jakey Long's debut as really? well that'd nice. be good um, but I think Richmond uh, they've started over the line against uh, Sydney yeah 
Yeah. They've given Fremantle, they finally got the hang of it and played a, a better game. I yep. think they might actually turn it on and show their potential in this one. I think. So. I mean, this is their marquee game of the year. Yep. That, you know, yep. Unlike finals, they'll actually play four quarters here, I reckon. Um, Essendon do have the Anzac round as well, and they showed a little bit there. But, uh, Not I, for long. That was a shit game. Yeah. yeah, that was. That was terrible. And I hope it's more of the same here. I don't want it to be close. I don't want them to have a sniff. I don't want it to be interesting. I want a very boring and easy Richmond win. I think they'll come out strong in the first quarter and then just nuts. So do I, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Tigers will want to uh, have a big win. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think they might get there. They'll be uh, two up and about for uh, for Essendon. Uh, Adelaide Crows hosting the Giants. This is a big revealer. This is a big yeah. game. Yep. Crows need <laughs> a big win. Um, yeah. It's been a long time since they beat Sydney, which is round uh, three or four or whenever it was. Yep. So they haven't got a big scalp, and they've had a lot of honourable losses since then. They need an honourable win. Yeah. So you could see this going either way. Um, you, know, you look at the odds, and Adelaide are slight favourites. which really? uh, Only because they're at home, I'd say. Um, Absolutely. Um, but GWS look great. They do. Yeah. And this will be a good test for They're both fearless. teams. Like, uh, winning away in Adelaide is a massive scalp for GWS. Yep. Yep. Likewise, beating GWS at all is a big scalp for Adelaide. Yeah. So, look, this is uh, the credentials of both teams on the line. It'll be great to watch. You can't wait to see Shaw uh, dictate the back line against uh, Walker and Jenkins, Jenkins. and... Um, bets to put on there, yeah. Like that's going to be an interesting matchup. But right. to, 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 for that to happen, they've got to get the ball down there what about, in the midfield. What about Cameron versus Talia? Oh yeah, the other end. Yeah, yes. that'll be. Right. Oh, um, there's a lot of space uh, wide at uh, Adelaide. Over. Yeah, and right. See Cameron run into that space. They're yep. going to have a very tough time. I, I don't know who's going to hold Patton. Well, he's been quiet the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, but, but he's still a massive fucking unit. He's... Um, they're probably going to throw somebody like Kyle Cheney on him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, you're six inches shorter, but good luck, champ. This yep. is your life. And Jacob is in Mumford. That's going to be interesting, too. Jacob's, I think, has dropped off a little bit. He's been um, consistently above average, but he hasn't been that uh, yeah. top five Ruckman talk, which we were doing at the start of the season. I'm yeah. not sure if Phil Davis got injured last week, too. I think he, he might uh, be out. Which uh, he'd be the logical uh, matchup for Walker. So, yeah. without him, that might play a very big part in uh, Adelaide sneaking home. Sneaking home as favourites. Yeah. But either yeah. way, I can't see this play, uh, this game being a lockdown. It's going to be very free-throwing and fun yep. to watch. Yeah. yeah. It could be 100 points each, and I think the Crows might sneak in because Phil Davis Ooh. is not there. It, it's tough. GWS but, uh, have got the midfield one, but yep. uh, I think it, it could be down here. I think I'm tipping GWS. I think they might uh, might sneak up. Yeah, I think GWS will win. I'm going to give it uh, 18 points. So we're going. Three goals. Carlton versus Geelong at Etihad Stadium. Geelong will win it by lots. Yes. Yep. I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Carlton, injuries have killed him. Uh, Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs at the MCG. Uh, this game, three weeks ago, was looking at 100 points for Bulldogs. Yeah. Right now, the way Collingwood played last week, and because it's at the MCG, I'm picking Collingwood. The extra room really will help Collingwood. Yeah, I They agree. were just so impressive. There's so much run out of the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bulldogs get a couple of players back, which they need uh, mm-hmm. after their suspensions yeah, yep. and uh, a few little niggles. Yep. Um, but they have lost Lynn John um, to the tribunal. Um, he yep. got two games through his front-on bump. I don't think he'll challenge it. No, I think it's that's just fair. Too, yeah. it, it's too risky um, where you don't know you've got a real challenge against it. Yeah, yep. Um, but So, yeah, I'm picking Collingwood. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Hurst, on the Bulldogs. First pick Collingwood. It's really tough it for me to do that. But so every time pick, I've tipped him this Western. year, they've lost. Oh, Bulldogs sound <laughs> sweet. That's the excuse I needed. <laughs> and West Coast by 120 over Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if they just keep score after half time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kennedy kicked 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> can, can you find a way to, to see positives for Gold, Co- uh, for Gold Coast? Uh, Ablett might come back. Might be able to recruit some waffle talent. Oh yeah, while you're down there, yeah. you can make it worth it. Give Benel yourself a bit of a thumbs up, I guess. Um, yeah, 120. I'm putting the line at. Well, they're paying 17 to one, Gold Coast. So uh, look, if, if you know something, if you know something, I don't get on them. But uh, otherwise, you're throwing your money away. Um, all right, that'll do us. That's round ten. That's going to happen. Um, like we always say, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, the websites, clickingballs.com. Yeah. SoundCloud if you don't want the ads on there. Yeah. Um, somebody else besides Phil Anspo. Talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking to you though, Phil. It's yeah. great. Great stuff. Yeah. But uh, there are other people out there. Come on. Get on board. Hit us up. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you next year. All right. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.